0: Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're gonna invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, bye. Hi peeps, Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Sarah May. Actually, you're probably not listening to this on Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day for me. So happy Valentine's Day. Um, This is an episode um, for a friend of Ty. So I guess it's for Ty and your friend. Um, It's about when you are dating and your brain stops working and you are also overcome by anxiety or obsession or all that other fun stuff that comes with um, attraction and self-worth stuff and vulnerability so this is for anyone out there who is dating and maybe you are coming up with lots of duds or you think someone really likes you and then it goes nowhere and you feel like what the fuck just happened and you maybe don't have any perspective on why. And it's also for you if you're dating and maybe you really like somebody and you start to like lose all connection to logic and you freak out because you don't know what to say or do and you just don't want to misstep and nothing seems to make any sense. So it's like that mind-boggling stage where nothing, there's no structure, and there's nothing that's predictable, and you feel like you don't know what to do. So I know that's a, a mixture of things. Um, hopefully it helps. There are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. Uh, you're dating. Things just seem totally random. You lose all connection to your gut and what you are supposed to do. And you are at the mercy of the other person. So you feel like you have no control and maybe you end up pulling the answers from all of your friends because you literally have no idea what you're doing. And maybe you think that this other person will do X, Y, Z, but then they don't do that at all. Or maybe their behavior is erratic or you think that you guys are on the same page, but then they change their pattern and you get really confused. Maybe you really click with someone on a first date and then suddenly they ghost you or you really maybe you really like a person and you've gone on a few dates and now you're in that stage of this possibly becoming a real relationship but the pressure around that and the stress of fucking this up makes it virtually impossible to enjoy it or be present so you feel like a maniac. And maybe you send each of their texts to everyone you know attempting to decipher what it really means and what you should do and you ask everybody else what you should say back etc so regardless you're probably in a constant state of fear obsession worry um, and you're trying not to lose your shit but you're also getting frustrated because maybe things are just not going the way you want them to go all of that stuff that happens to all of us when we date part two the why Well, your brain stops working when you like someone. So no, you're not crazy. The chemical process in your brain is making it so you're like, you're basically high on cocaine. It's like the exact same process in your brain. So it's not easy. And you are literally like high. So if you have, um, if you feel like you're completely like out of connection to yourself and you're out of control, it's like, that's probably pretty average experience. Um, Also, I will say it'll make it a hundred times more difficult to date if you have any past history with fear of abandonment or with abandonment. So you have current fear of abandonment issues that'll be triggered around any feeling of like toward someone else. So it can kind of double down how out of touch you might feel with A, what is going on and B, how to navigate it. Because as soon as you like someone, you become hypervigilant. And you already are experiencing the fear, the the fear of the pain of the loss. Like your the act of liking something immediately triggers the like, oh my god, I'm gonna be in so much pain that like I can't handle it, you know. And I think that's why for a lot of people, it's more attractive to be with someone that you don't like that much, who's distant from you, because it's controllable and it's. Tolerable. It's not like, you know, anxiety inducing and so stressful because if they're not really your type, but they really like you, you are the one that has all the power and you're also in less agony. And so it can feel like a relief. It can feel like the only kind of practical relationship. However, the shitty part about that scenario is you always end up with people who are not like who you want to be with and they're not. Usually they're not your level. They're not like, you know, good enough for you. And you end up being kind of bummed out because they disappoint you and they don't get you. And the casualty of um, it's, it's like the relationship is a casualty of circumstance. Like they happen to see you and like you, which makes you by default into a much more 2D object, less of a three dimensional you. You know, it's like they don't even really get you people who pursue you based on this, it's like you're an archetype to them. And you'll often feel like you're completely invisible because by default, the relationship was formed based on this uneven playing field. So outside of those types of, you know, fear of pain, fear of abandonment, fear of intimacy issues, if you are just coming to the process of dating as a pretty emotionally healthy person, it's still an extremely difficult world to navigate because of, I would say, the proliferation of dating apps. It's like the supply has gone so far up that I would say it's just like, you know, if you have too many choices on television, it's really hard to decide. So I would say it's like it's complicated the the game slightly. It doesn't mean that the people who are serious about playing to win it will not be as serious. It just means you're going to encounter a lot more people with a lot more ambivalence and that will probably make you feel discouraged especially if you are the type of person who is looking for a real and serious relationship. I will also say dating is a very specific process that is unique in your life in that you have to behave differently than you might naturally want to this is just my opinion by the way if this doesn't ring true for you as always with all of my podcasts take what helps and leave the rest so if this doesn't feel like it'll it'll be helpful to you please do not force yourself to apply it back to what I was saying dating is because it's primal and because it requires tension it's it's got to be executed in a way that creates manufactures that kind of tension so it's very much like a dance I think I like to think of it this is what I tell clients it's like think of it like this is a Victorian era courtship dance and you are doing a minuet with a stranger and you have to maintain that level of um I guess ritual uh you know intrigue regardless of whether or not you are gay or straight there is always an active person and a passive person in the relationship like there's You can think of it like masculine and feminine, or you can think of it like an aggressor and the person giving chase. And between those two roles, there must be tension that is kept via the lack of information exchanged. So you can't just give everybody, you know, you can't give everything at once because you immediately remove that tension and you immediately remove all pull and all power. So you have to kind of keep that distance of the minuet. You're like, ah, here is my two fingers for you to spin on the dance floor. Like that kind of thing. You're, you know, blushing behind a a little fan, a lace fan, <laughs> but in a, via a text message. Think of it that way. And um, while you are doing this dance, another way to think about this, one of my other metaphors is you are both. Two people walking with a large rubber band around your waist, and your goal is to keep that tension taut. Keep a nice, taut tension. You don't want it to be too tight. You don't, by like being too distant from that person and not showing enough interest, you also don't want it to be too loose by coming too close and giving too much too fast, too soon. So, your job when you're dating is to really maintain a balance between demonstrating that you are very exciting and you are autonomous and happy solo as you are. So that's like, I got my own life. I'm doing awesome. You're you're walking on your own path straight ahead. And then also giving them enough that you are, are throwing them like little, you know, cherries, like candied cherries and of I'm excited to meet you. And yes, I do like you. But giving them enough to make them know They are, they should continue to pursue. So it's like you want to keep that balance up constantly. And I would say, first and foremost, the most important thing, if you take nothing else from this entire episode, when you are dating, you must retain a knowledge, an innate knowledge, and demonstrate an innate awareness of your own value and always retain your power. That is the most important information. For you to own at all times. If you don't have your own power, if you don't maintain a sense of autonomy and uh, awareness of your own value, then you are lost and there will be no logic or happy future for you to look forward to. And it's especially important to do this if you are the person who is giving chase. Your job is always to maintain a state of being your most confident, excited, interesting, happy to be who you are needing no one and nothing kind of person. And it's really important to allow the other person to work for it and earn you because they will feel a million times better about earning you if you allow them to know your value is intrinsic. You can think of it like if you were selling a house, you would want that house to be perfectly, you know, nice and shiny and, and vacuumed and welcoming something everybody wants to be around and it's not trying hard or lowering its price b- beyond what it should be priced at um you want to stage it and keep it just so depicting the dream life that's lived in that house another metaphor that might work better for you think of it like you are a celebrity and this is like you're living in there's a celebrity day of the life day in the life show that someone is filming about you and you have You've you got lots of places to go, you've got people to see, you've got brunches to attend, exciting work things to do, your day is packed, people are texting you all day, all of your exciting friends, and you are at the top of your game. And the reason this is what you want to maintain is because this is a new person, and you are a prize to be won. And so you're think about yourself as like, I am setting the terms, I'm setting the rules, I'm setting the power structure. For the rest of the relationship now. And I want to walk into this with, you know, the most value behind me. And this also allows the other person, the chaser, to feel a value in the act of wooing you because they had to try really hard. You made it something that was really enticing and, you know, it makes it very gratifying to be able to win that person. And quite honestly, the future you guys have, whoever that other person is, is already written because there is a person that matches you that's in the right place in their life that will be right for you. And your job is just to align yourself with your best, most awesome self so that person can identify you. It's just a numbers game, it's a matter of sorting through people so you can ultimately, ultimately cross paths with the person who will match with you. Here's the thing. When a person is ready to meet their mate and they're not being hindered by, you know, fear of intimacy or some other, you know, deep shame issues like that make them lie or whatever. When that person's ready, things go so quickly. They are simple. They're straightforward. And the relationship, forming a relationship is not a struggle. It's just obvious. It's not a mystery to be deciphered. You don't have to like ask everybody what the text means. It's like it just happens. It's so simple and straightforward and that's how it should be. So if you are finding you are confused by what the other person is saying or doing and their actions are not aligning in one particular message, there is a reason. Behavior and actions are also communications. So treat their actions like a decoder ring. If they are sending opposite communications, if this person is inconsistent, then that is a red flag that they are ambivalent in what they want. They're sending, if they're sending you opposite communications or inconsistent communications, they are an inconsistent person internally. So the most important thing for you to do is be clear in what you want, set that bar, and stick to it, and have a bar. I know it's like for a lot of people it can be stressful, it can be scary to set a bar because you don't want to be disappointed and you might start to worry that you won't get that thing and that you're asking too much but that is how you end up shorthanded by thinking you don't deserve what you want so if it helps you to do it when you're you know a little drunk set the bar high and and be clear about what you want because we tell others how to treat us by how we treat ourselves, and by what we allow from others. Our threshold for abuse or mistreatment, or even just shitty behavior, what we will tolerate, directly demonstrates to other people our own worth. It tells another person, this is what value I have. For example, if someone doesn't earn an instant response via text, don't give it to them. If they are not texting back to you in the time in a timely manner, they do not deserve a text back in a timely manner either, because you are if you are easy and if you don't have if you have like a low barrier for entry, no pun intended, then you are seen to be a person that is of lower value. It's like you're saying like I'll take whatever you give me. It's I'll, I'll take whatever bad behavior you have. It's like you have to treat like think of it like you're training a puppy. You have to dictate to people what you will tolerate and what treatment they have to give you by what you give in return of yourself. So to summarize, the most important points for you to hold on to right now, you must approach this process like you are a hot commodity and embody your best self. You must embody your own value and covet that value as if you are a celebrity with an exciting and busy life. And this is a numbers game. Your only job is to maintain your best self at the bar for what you want and what you're, for what you're looking for which includes by the way someone who is ready and available and in a place that means they're they're capable of dating you and your your job is just to sort through people efficiently and let the rest go do not get distracted or led down the wrong path because if you start to engage with a person who is clearly not aligned in their behaviors and actions and clearly not Um, demonstrating they are the person that you actually want for yourself you're going to waste your time and you're sending a message to yourself and also the universe that you are not serious about what it is you say you want in your life it's like saying like i'm done i'm not going to smoke cigarettes anymore and then you light up it's like well you're fucking smoking right now like you're sending mixed messages you're not aligning your actions with what your truth is Here's the other thing I know a lot of you are too worried about the supply, and p- probably because of fatigue as well you're pr- perhaps feeling that you're not going to get what you want and you're probably trying to avoid the pain of disappointment here's what I have then that makes you want to set your bar lower here's what I have to say about that you cannot operate in any area of your life effectively from a lack perspective because what When you are coming from a position of lack, in this case, I'm not enough and I have to work hard to get people to like me, or I can't ask for what I want because I'm not good enough to get it. You are coming into a game with a handicap. And that means you are always going to be reacting from a lower position of power, and you're going to always be at the mercy of someone else's wants and reactions. So you are by default not efficient in how you operate, because of the fact that you are not in control. It's like, I'm already saying I'm below your foot. Please don't step on me. And you are in that position. You're always reacting to somebody else and what they say and what they think. You're not acting from a place of autonomy and power. So by default, you should always act from a position of power and never give away your own power. And if you can't really believe you have, authority and autonomy to do so and you are too possessed by the fear then your first step your goal is to work on that physical response that you are having to this experience that fear response that that feeling of paralysis and obsession is that's a separate thing because it's like you rationally know what needs to happen you rationally you're listening to this you understand it you rationally know the process that will get you Closer to what you want, which is, I want to be guided by my highest truth. I want to be guided by my value system. What's happening to me in my body is I'm coming, I'm reacting from fear and neediness, and that's causing me to be triggered, and I'm not able to follow my my own highest best interests. That physical process that's happening for you is what you need to work on. You need to give yourself a tool set that allows you to soothe that process when you're being triggered by it, when it's taking over your body. So that you can act aligned with what your highest rational truth is. And meaning you need to be capable of acting from the most intelligent place in yourself always. And treat the physical reaction that happens to you. And so the goal is just to recognize this is fear in my body. And then be able to act despite that. If you haven't read the book The Power of Now... It's a great book to begin to wrap your head around this process. I'm going to put a link to two books in the show notes. But if you do get The Power of Now, especially read the first three chapters. And don't worry, it's not like creepy culty. I was afraid to read it for some reason before I read it. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just like Mindfulness 101. But it's put in a very succinct way. So don't be freaked out by it. Um, It's not like Dianetics or something. Part three the how. So I have some kind of starter tools for you if this is something that's happening for you. The most important thing for you to remember during this process of dating is to retain your own power and act from confidence and the most value you can invest in yourself possible. All right, some repeats. If you've listened to a lot of my podcasts, you're going to hear some tools you've heard before, but I need to include them here. First tool, the love list. This is my my term for a, just a list of what it is you want in a person in your journal that you continue to add to. And for you, I just want you to start with a list of values. What are things you you want in another person? And I know it can be stressful to do, to do this for some people. So if it helps you do this when you're really sleepy or when you're drunk, Just I want you to push yourself to write as much in it as you possibly can and go big like even outlandish stuff but this is really about having a picture in your mind so you know what's important to you for example someone who covets me treasures me and treats me like you know a prize or someone who is trustworthy someone who um shares my value system someone who treats me well someone who is attentive those are just things I would put on everybody's list um So that's your step one, Write The first draft of a love list. And then as you can push yourself to add to it. And it doesn't mean that you're going to exclude anyone that doesn't have every single thing on it. It's just you have something you are unconsciously walking toward, because if you don't know what you want, if you don't really quantify it, it can be like a random process. Dating can be just really like random and wandering. All right. Next tool is a visualization. You're panning for Gold. I just want you to remember when you think about your dating process, it just it's just a numbers game. Yes, it can be tedious. It can feel hopeless and endless, but literally you're just sifting through all the rocks and the dirt to get to the nuggets of gold and they exist. But you've just got to treat this like a process that requires endurance and get back to work. Your goal is just to cover as much ground as you possibly can in your search. So if you don't get out a lot, I think it's really necessary to be on dating apps because it's just people. It's just bringing access to lots of people to your phone. All right, the next tool is called My So Fucking Exciting Life. Your position as a default setting when you're texting with someone new is you are busy, your schedule is packed, and your life is so fucking exciting. You're just building up that tension. You're building mystery and intrigue. And you're creating a billboard for this awesome, amazing stranger you just met called me. And you're keeping the rubber band taut. And that means you are also responding to texts as if you are this busy and captivated by all things exciting person. So, as a rule of thumb, I recommend waiting at least an hour to reply, preferably longer, especially at the very beginning. And keep the texts funny, short. And leaving them with an impression that you are excited, open, and with a smile. It's like you want to have that smile sound. When I talk, when I'm smiling, you can hear it on my voice. You want to do that via text. So kind and sweet, but not giving away too much. It's like a little tease. Remember, they have to earn it via their actions. You can't just give them you immediately. You ha- They have to demonstrate they are serious. And they can't get away with whatever they want. So if somebody doesn't do what you want them to do, let's say they don't text you back for a week, you don't text them back right away if they text you. It's like, no, you don't deserve my reply because of that behavior. You, you have to allow people to demonstrate to you they are ready and capable of being a good partner to you. So remember, high bar, maintain it like this is a very exclusive party and only the hardest triers can get into it. Okay, next tool is called me medicine. So if you are struggling and you are feeling like I can't, I'm just a loser and I don't, why don't these people like me and blah, 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 blah. The best medicine when you're dating is to focus on yourself and just double down on whatever other, focuses or lily pads as i call them you have in your life so for example double down on job double down on friends double down on hobbies anytime you're feeling like that like why don't they like me your med to take to pop whatever that pill is you're popping in your mouth is my hobby i'm going to go hang out with this friend i'm going to go to this class that i love and just pour energy into that it's an instant way to relieve that and also strengthen yourself and strengthen your ego. And I know it's difficult. I mean, if you're in the throes of uh, the beginnings of a relationship, you might feel like you're a drug addict and you probably feel like all I can focus on is when are they going to text and what are they thinking? It's like that new exciting thing in your life it becomes all consuming. But it's the most important thing for you to do during this time is maintain autonomy, maintain Strength and conviction in and own what is great about you as an individual because people are really attracted to that energy of someone who has their shit together and has lots of fun and excitement going on in their life. So it's only going to help all things. All right, the next tool, the mantra it's not about me. Or another mantra for you, welcome the truth to come forth. So the future, what is meant to be, is already written. Like, it just is. You either are a match or you're not a match. And whether or not you guys align, it's like your job is just to get out of the way of that truth and allow it to come forth. So in many ways, you cannot fuck it up. You cannot fuck up this relationship. If you state your truth, embody your truth and what you want, you come from that place always And you don't try and like change yourself or sacrifice like, well, maybe you don't need all this stuff. If you respect and covet yourself and honor what you want and deserve, then past that, it just is. It's not about if you're good enough. We can't force that other person to be right for us. It's like they either are right or they are not. And that truth is already written. It exists and your job is just to allow it to come forth. And just get out of the way of that truth and be brave enough to accept it and welcome it. Because if you can do that efficiently, you streamline your life and you get directly to the person who is right for you instead of wasting like a year and a half with somebody that's like, well, he didn't actually want kids and I do. It's like, well, you could have known that faster and you could have gotten to the person that is right for you. I think it's just common that we all, we get attached to the idea of somebody or we want that person to be our one because we really like them and we get attracted to them and we think we want so badly to think we can make it work or salvage it or we want to force ourselves to settle somehow. Maybe if I just delete all of my needs, I'll be able to make this work. And it's often because the fear of the disappointment or feeling like it's, it's too sad to say goodbye, especially when, you know, you it's such slim pickings and you want it to work out. It's like, it can be really hard to accept when it's like, it's not though, you know, but what all you're really doing when you fight or resist the truth, like for example, if someone's displaying red flags that they are not ready for a relationship or they're not the relationship type, you're just setting yourself up for a lot longer extension of pain, Um, deeper, longer pain that's harder to get over, you know, because it's like you have now have like this relationship you've grown attached to and you're wasting more of your adult life. And especially if you want children, you cannot afford to do that. So I would say you're also sending messages to the universe, if you believe in that stuff, that you haven't learned your lessons yet and you have to learn them the hard way. So it's like, get serious about what you want and then align your actions you walk the walk to support what you want and you commit to it nothing less and continue to maintain yourself as like kind of your best self you will make a direct path toward the right person it's just it's a straightforward process if you look at it like any other process like if if you're sifting through washing machine models on the internet if you shop long enough and you commit to that list of the features you want, eventually you find that model and it has everything. It just is. And everything is, it's exactly the same with dating. Once you meet that person with all the things on your list, everything is straightforward, it just is. And you don't have to try so hard, you don't have to struggle. It's just, it's actually, you get to enjoy the dance. You get to sit back and relax and let it happen. It's just, it becomes effortless. It's not a confusing battle. It's just fun and logical because all you have to do is be yourself. So I'd say as a starting point, no matter where you are in your evolution as a single person, I want you to write the love list, that list of values that's important to you. Um, And second, I want you to date yourself, like treat yourself like you are courting you and pretty much be as nice and sweet and respectful to you as possible demonstrate acts of self-love as consistently as you can and the rest is really just about sifting and being aggressive about it and treating it like a job taking the emotion and the like you know resistance out of it so if you're on a dating app continue to swipe and swipe and swipe take breaks if you get fatigued and be patient i know it can feel like you've been doing it forever but it really is just about sorting through the bad to get to the good. And unfortunately, there is a lot of bad in the dating pool because the people who are commitment phobic are recycled back into the pool there uh, more often. Therefore, there are just higher ratios. So don't take it personally. Don't think it's you. It's just like it is just a default of the fact that people who are commitment phobic end up back in the dating pool. So with that... Um uh, before I close, I wanted to thank my latest sponsors. Marie, new monthly sponsor, thank you so much. And Annette, a new supporter on Patreon, thank you so much. And Jennifer and Tabitha and Audra, very generous donations, thank you all so much. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you to my monthly sponsors. I'm I'm so grateful. And if anybody has the means, if this podcast has helped you, please consider a monthly donation. Um you can head to yaywithme.com to to make a donation. If you don't have the means, I totally understand. You could write a review on iTunes. It helps me a ton, and it helps me reach more people. Um, So with that, in closing, I have directed this podcast primarily at the person who is giving chase in their relationship. Um, And based on that role, I also wanted to recommend two books to you. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Um, I think they're just helpful for, for top line, you know, Ways to be to, to really get to the right spot you need to be as an individual in order to identify somebody who's a good mate. But I also wanted to address those of you who have, you know, p- perhaps a cel- skeleton in your closet or maybe a bad habit that is hanging on to your person. That's Maybe that's anxiety or fear of abandonment and, and that's blocking you from being able to feel full ownership of A, your body, and B, your self-worth. If that is an issue for you, then I want you to put a highlighter over that and tackle it head on, because it's really difficult to be emotionally available if you are compromised by a painful emotional trigger, like something that overcomes your body. For example, maybe that means you're going to start working on this issue with a therapist. Maybe that means you're going to start reading a book on the topic. Just start something. Initiate some work on that topic. Because I can say, without a doubt, having the ability to self-soothe is essential in being able to actually align yourself with what you want to do, being able to control your actions. So if you feel like you are being ruled by your emotions and you can't find relief for them, then your step one is to build some self-soothing tools with some help, hopefully, that allow you to be in control of your actions and not reacting. Because the key here is you need to be able to embody your own power. You, you can't be existing in a state of reaction because then you're just at the mercy of somebody else, and you're always going to end up being short-handed. So your the goal is for you to have autonomy because can you imagine how different life is when you are confronting the truth? you look at what needs to be done, and you're actually able to act on that truth when it presents itself and you're not being driven to act from a place of fear or neediness it's like things are so easy they're so simple it's so freeing because life gets streamlined it's not because you realize it's not about you and it's not about you not being good enough and you're you're not possessed by some you know emotional state that prevents you from being able to do what you need to do it's just you know things become about what they are it's just about the truth like is this person right for me or are they not it's not so heavy so, my point is if you're currently in an obsessive place in your dating life and you find yourself like you feel like you're being batted about like by a, you know, cat and if that person you crushed on maybe is not calling you back or things are not working out, I want to leave you with this. It just is. Your relationship is already written and as soon as you can let go of trying to control the outcome, or let go of resisting the outcome, and instead immediately welcome what is, the sooner you can move on and keep panning through panning the gold, the sooner you can find the one who is your match. Because just like getting the right job, when that person fits you and your needs, things are simple, and they are obvious, and they happen quickly and effortlessly. And it's not a struggle. And I mean, literally, they happen so fast. It just hits you like an anvil. So if things are not hitting you like an anvil, it's probably not the right one. And I'm, I'm thinking of you. I know this process is not easy. It's stressful. It's confusing. Also, you don't have the help of your brain because all of those cocaine chemicals. So I hope this helps you. And I'm sending you my love. And don't forget to smile.